0: Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree.
1: Welcome to Quote Me, a weekly podcast that seeks to encourage, inspire, and lift you up to be all you were created to be. Words are powerful. Recognizing and celebrating the impact they have on our lives can comfort or challenge us, or both at once. I'm your host, Lindsay Schlegel, and I'm so glad you're here. Today, I hope we can honor the truth, beauty, and goodness of well-chosen language, and so glorify God. Let's begin. My guest today is Clara Davison, one of the original Holy Heroes guides. After college, she returned to work as the brand manager for Holy Heroes, running the current online adventures and creating new ones. She has been married since 2018 and welcomed her first daughter this summer. Well, welcome and congratulations.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Happy to be here.
1: So you have a quote from someone I have read before. Um, Often at Verily, she she used to write at Verily about time management, Um, lots of wisdom there. Her name is Laura Vanderkam, and this quote is from um, her book, I Know How She Does It, How Successful Women Make the Most of Their Time. The quote is, how we live our hours is how we live our lives. So can you tell us where you found that quote, how how it came into your world, um, and how it's changed your world?
0: I read that quote when I read her book. She also has another book that's very short called What Successful People Do Before Breakfast, which was kind of the first one I read. And I read both of them the year I graduated from college, which was just before I got married a couple weeks before and then graduated, got married, and started working all in very quick succession. And I think like a lot of other people, I had spent a lot of my college thinking I was incredibly busy when really that was probably the last time I had a huge amount of flexibility. But in the middle of all that busyness, I excused a lot of, I would say, non-prioritization of prayer life. And you know, I was always like, oh, yeah, I go to I go to every Sunday mass. Like, I go to confession. I do all the things. Like, everybody knows I'm Catholic. But, you know, I don't have time. I'm very busy. Like, I don't have time. Um, and then I always told myself, like, yeah, once I get out of college, then I won't be as busy. Then I'll do this. Like, all these other people get out of college, and then they become, like, functioning adults, and they're really active in their parish. Um, and then I quickly realized that you can spend the rest of your life thinking you don't have time and being very busy. And I'm not saying this in a way that I wasn't busy, I was busy. That was the reality of my personality and of most people's lives. Um, But I remember reading this book and reading Laura's kind of perspective on time tracking. And for anyone who hasn't read it, she asked people to track their time in 30 minute increments. And then would just review, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of time logs from people. And what she would find over and over again is people kind of say this phrase like, oh, I'm so busy. Or someone asks, how are you doing? You say, oh, busy. You know, and it's just kind of a throwaway word that we use and when we keep saying that then we begin to feel it in our emotions and on our schedule because we've just been saying it over and over again. But in reality there's all these little pockets of time that we don't account for and that we don't acknowledge where we actually have time that we could be using more effectively. So I started to think about that and then it was right around this time that. And as a lot of people, I think, do look at your life in your early 20s and say, like, okay, what do I really want out of this? What do I want out of my career? What do I want out of my marriage? If you are married, um, what do I want out of my friendships? Because you suddenly realize that you're setting yourself up for what your 30s will look like, your 40s, your 50s, on through the rest of your life. And I started to realize this idea that I don't have time to go to daily mass and I don't have time to have a daily prayer life. And if it fits in the margins, that's great. Um, that's really not what I wanted for the rest of my life. And I was excusing a lot of behavior with this label of busy. So, while I don't think that was necessarily the goal of that quote. It did make me take a big step back and say, okay, is there really not 30 minutes of my day that I can start structuring in a way to prioritize my prayer life so that if someone looks at my schedule, they do say, they would walk away saying like, wow, she really does, you know, prioritize her faith because you can see it in her time log on her schedules in her everyday life.
1: Yeah. And I think prayer in my life, I've seen that prayer is the thing that when I do, it feels weird to schedule it in because it feels like it's supposed to be natural and very organic and um, it's just supposed to happen. But it, if we don't prioritize it, it doesn't. But when I do that, all the other things do fall into place and you kind of get less busy or like better busy. Like you're, you're busy, but you're not like bogged down. Um, This is also reminding me of a quote we had, I think last season, I think it was from Jason Everett that said uh, daily mass is for people who don't have anything better to do. And that's everyone.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Which just flips it on the things that we think we're supposed to do. Yes. And no, right. Like some of those things are not actually things that we need to do, or they're things we need to do in a different way.
0: And I think that's so interesting you bring up daily mass, because that was one of the things that people would talk about going to daily mass. And I'd be like, Oh, that's, you know, for people of a less busy life. Um, And all all like like old ladies and the retired
1: people and like grandmas.
0: And then there was a 1230 daily mass by my work. And I was like, I have an hour for lunch every day. And maybe I can't skip lunch and go to mass every day but I can do it twice a week. Yes. Um, and so now even I did, I had my first daughter, her name is Edith Drexel. So everybody will know she's Catholic for the rest of her life. Um, we call her Edie. Um, when she was born in May, I really did realize like, okay, we're leveling up. Like now <laughs> there's a whole other person we have to account for schedule wise. But even if, I spend most of mass in the back, like I'm still there and I'm still receiving communion um, and that's worth it. So daily mass has changed, but I still, I'm pretty proud of myself. I'm three months in and then we do get to go to daily mass probably two, maybe three times a week. Um, and it's just, I don't think I would have done that if I had had her three years ago when sure. I was, still had this idea that I don't have time. And it's just, there are, a very small percentage of people who truly don't have time. I think it's where we spend our time.
1: And now already you're being an example to your daughter of this is the thing that we have time for that maybe it isn't every day, but, but it's important enough that, that like, this is why we're here. You know, my kids, we've for the most part been going to daily mass for most of their lives. Um, I was going when I had babies and no one in school yet school makes it a little trickier sometimes, um, drop-offs and things, but, um, you know, sometimes they'd complain about it or something. And I'm like, this is the most important thing we're doing all day. So we can take this little chunk of time because it's supposed it's the, if it's the source on the summit of the Christian life, then like the other stuff can build around it. Um, but our culture doesn't get that obviously. And, and gives us so many other suggestions for ways that we could be spending our time. And I think pressure for, this is the way you should be spending your time. Um, sometimes I, I don't always do this, but sometimes I try to switch from saying, I don't have time for that to I didn't make time for that. I don't know where I got that from. It wasn't from me, um, yeah. but there's a big difference between I was going to do this and then a kid got sick and I had to pick them up from school. So I didn't have time to finish this. I didn't get to do the dishes or I was, I think people always use it like the the example of like, I was scrolling through Instagram, so I couldn't. And like, sometimes that's true. I was scrolling through Instagram, but sometimes it's other stuff that is, I mean, the dishes are important and the laundry is important. And spending time with people is like, it's not all that the things we're doing are not worthwhile things. It's the order in which we're doing them and the priority. And I think you're right. Those little pockets of time we can be using those to pray for someone or to send a text message to someone we've been thinking about and maybe need like really need someone to reach out to them and just say, how are you doing? Yeah. What are some other ways that you've found? What are some other things that you do in those little pockets of time that you think um, have kind of changed the way that you look at your world?
0: Yes. Um, So at the beginning of 2020, I decided I was going to read through the entire new Testament um, and as someone who had never read through any significant portions of the Bible before, I had no idea that that was actually a small chunk of the Bible. <laughs> Turns out. Um, because I think it's like one thing where you're like, oh, I know all these things in school. I read these sections and especially, um, know, yeah, I was homeschooled. So I did theology all the way through, but that's different than sitting down and reading like through. Um, so I finished that pretty fast and then I went and was really intimidated by the old Testament. So I started reading wisdom literature, um, like wisdom, Sirach, all of those books, and then was super excited when Bible in the year podcast launched at the beginning of 2021. So that is something I've been doing every morning because it's helpful to have that commentary through some of the more intimidating books in the old Testament. But that was also something that I never had, never had time to do, you know supposedly like, Oh, I don't have time to read
1: the Bible. But I think you're right. I think that brings out a really good point that sometimes I can't
0: imagine saying that.
1: Yeah. And because you found like the right tool, right? Like you found the right way in. Maybe sometimes it's not, I don't have the time to do that, but like, I don't know how to do that. Like, I don't know how to tackle this thing that seems simple, but it's really, it's not like, you're right. The the old Testament stuff gets not the culture we live in. (laughs) We don't understand it. Um, but it's finding those things that are going to help us. And like, I think we don't have to do all these things all by ourselves. We don't have to figure out, you know, maybe you want to go run a race. Like you don't have to go make your own training schedule. You could go find a tra- training schedule online and follow it. I think it's that kind of like accepting ho- help and coaching and training and things like that.
0: And I think like, you don't need to read 45 minutes a day to read the Bible in an effective way. Like you can read the book of Jude a couple minutes and then you can like check a book of the bible like you can say oh I read a book of the bible today yeah. and so I think that's also this idea of like I'm so busy and again uh, most people have really busy lives but if you have five minutes you can use that in a more effective way than just like sometimes I would just like find myself like wandering around my house being like oh I have so much to do like what should I do and it's like okay why don't I just sit down and do one thing instead of just like talk about how busy I am yeah There's so many things I have to do
1: yeah. And sometimes it helps just to have a list of the things that like these are all the things I need to do today. Like, oh, I could just call for the dentist appointments right now instead of yeah. one when we'll like make a, t- a plan for when I will call for the dentist appointments. I could just do it. Yeah. And then we'd have better dental hygiene. Which is- yeah. <laughs> um, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about um the new retreat that you guys have coming out Holy Heroes, because the holy the adventures that you guys have done have been such a gift to my family I don't know that I've talked about them a lot on the podcast but anyone who knows me in real life knows that mm-hmm. I'm a little obsessed with them and we'll send you a link <laughs> in like a second <laughs> I'll just send you the link I'll just text it to yeah. you to um so you've done Lenten and Advent guy um, retreats for kids and um, a summer vacation Bible school which was fabulous my kids loved that and now you have a family retreat um Yes. It sounds almost like something you could fit into those little pockets because since you guys do all the videos and every, like you just go on your email and you hit play and that's it. <laughs> like it's yes. glorious. I love it.
0: And you know, that's one of the things that we do with all of them is that they're usually, there's usually materials for 15 minutes. You can make it longer, you can make it shorter, but it's for busy families. And the first one I worked on was the Marian Consecration Family Prayer Adventure, so that is a 33-day devotion for children to go through to consecrate themselves to Mary, and this is kind of in a similar vein. It's also a more retreat-like in nature, and it's called My Path to Heaven. A lot of people recognize it because that's a book that everybody buys with the intent of doing it with your kids. And most people burn out about chapter four. Um, it's in the short description is it's an Ignatius style retreat for children, which is in layman's terms, focuses on the imagination and teaching children how to meditate and kind of picture themselves in different scenes. Um, so we follow that book for 12, we call them um sections they're chapters but they're really three pages so we didn't want to intimidate anyone so it's a 12-part retreat that people can sign up for and do over 12 days you can do it over 12 weeks you can do it however you want but it's videos that read through the chapters guide you through how to use the book there are quizzes there are other activities there are discussion questions and that is going to launch in october but signups will be available starting in september
1: Awesome. Yes, my kids love when we have the quizzes too. And sometimes I think I've got this one and every now and then I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Um, so we're gonna link to that in the show notes. We're also gonna link to um, both of Laura Vanderkam's books because um, the work she does is amazing. The 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 insight that she has gleaned from those time bombs that you were saying before um, is fascinating. And I think she, I think I'm gonna see if I can find, I think there's a Verily article where she explains how to do it yourself, like for a week. Um, and see that like, how are you actually spending your time? The time that we have is a gift that God's given us and we're supposed to be good stewards of it. So um, it may seem like a, a workplace, professional, secular kind of thing to do, but I think really it is very much based in our dignity as human persons and, and um, children of God. Like we're given a gift of our lives and our time. So how can we use it to grow closer to him and to serve other people? So all of that's going to be in the show notes. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I really enjoyed chatting with you.
0: Oh, of course. Thank you for having me.
1: As always, listeners, to suggest a quote or a guest, follow the show on Instagram, quote me underscore podcast, or contact me at my website, lindsayschlegel.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a review wherever you find your shows, and tell a friend. Until next time, God bless you.